Welcome to the Coupa HR podcast series, Mental Health in the Time of COVID-19. In this series, we'll be exploring some of the challenges institutions have faced during the pandemic. Join us as we sit down with higher ed HR leaders to find out how they're supporting mental wellness for both themselves and their teams. Hello, I'm Lincoln Whaley with Coupa HR, and I'm here today with Jennifer Adelman, Director of Benefits and Wellbeing at Rollins College. Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today about mental health um, during the time of COVID. Hi there, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to talk to you today and, and share the things that I've learned about mental well-being with uh, my HR colleagues with Coop HR. So Jennifer, back in our winter issue of our magazine, you wrote an article for us, um, Mindfulness Matters, Strategies for Centering, Reflecting, and Meditating in the Workplace. Um, so kind of, jumping off of, of that topic, you're, you're sort of an expert in, in mindfulness and well-being. What are the one or two things that you personally do to regroup um, and take care of yourself? Yeah, well, first, before I start my day, I try to make it a habit to write in a three-year journal. And I don't know if you've heard of a three-year journal, but it has an entry for every day of the year, and then it has three years on the same page. So then as I reflect on what I'm grateful for, for the day, or what I hope to accomplish in the day ahead, I'm also able to see what I wrote in the previous years as well. And then I can reflect on those prior days where I also noted that I was stressed or maybe I felt overwhelmed. And then I can see that I got through those times or maybe they weren't as bad as they seemed at the time. And then something else I've been doing is I try to block 30 to 45 minutes on my calendar every day and I try to do some kind of activity like yoga or meditate, or maybe if the weather's nice, I try and take a walk. And there are days I have to force myself to stop working, make myself take a break, but having that time does help me both physically and mentally. And then I can come back to work afterwards. I feel better, my body's more relaxed, my mind is refocused and I'm ready to get through the afternoon. And when I go through periods where I'm unable to fit these breaks in, I can definitely tell. I can tell my mood and my body, and I'm more agitated and I feel more fatigued throughout the day. So I definitely try and fit that in. And that, that is something that I think we've heard a lot from, from members as we've started having these conversations is that um, going outside, taking, taking time from your desk and getting some physical activity and sunlight is something that's really helping a lot of people. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so tell us a little bit about what specific COVID-19 challenges you and your team have been facing and how you've kind of had to rally to support one another. Yeah, I'm sure our stories like a lot of other HR departments and our team has had to quickly react to the changing demands of this pandemic. We've had to handle layoffs that we haven't had to do prior to the pandemic. We've had reduced budgets. We had to handle workplace accommodation requests for those that want to stay home and aren't comfortable returning to campus. We've had staffing challenges and we also are responsible in our office for the COVID contact tracing or keeping track of the symptomatic cases. And this is all on top of our regular HR functions and responsibilities. We are still working remotely, so we make sure we have regular weekly management and team meetings so we can connect, provide updates on our respective areas, and discuss challenges or questions that we might have. Our team uses IM technology, so I try to send well-being reminders to the group um, at least once a day to remind them to take breaks, take a quick stretch break, 
and maybe we even share some funny memes for the day to keep it light. We also have scheduled virtual team happy hours and we try to mix in some fun so it's not all business. Uh, we play trivia and we've even had a scavenger hunt where we all had to find items from around our homes that we could share. And there are times where we may wear our stress on our sleeves, but we remind each other that our relationships are more important and they shouldn't be sacrificed for our work. HR can be lonely, so we do try to turn to each other if we need an ear or a sounding board or when we just feel overwhelmed. Do you feel like um, the pandemic may have even created an opportunity for you to grow closer as a team? Um, I know that it's not obviously ideal conditions, but it, it does seem to be a recurring theme when we talk with members that taking this time to intentionally connect with each other has helped improve relationships. I think it has. Um, before we would see each other in the office, of course, we would share, you know, personal stories about our weekends or what's going on in our homes. Um, but I think with working remotely and having virtual meetings, we've been invited to each other's homes almost um, as we might see someone's dog in the corner or someone's grandchild come into the room. So it has made us more personal um, rather than just deal, you know, see who we are as a colleague, but also as a person besides just work. And I have to say that uh, that scavenger hunt sounds like a really fun activity. So we may have to copycat you there over at yeah. Google HR. It's a lot of fun. Um, so let's talk about what your, your institution overall is doing to support the, the mental health and well-being for their faculty and staff. Yeah, it has been a challenge, especially being in a remote environment, but we have encouraged faculty and staff to participate in a variety of different webinars around well-being topics, and they range from adapting to change, coping with loss, whether it's um, the death of a family, friend, or loved one, um, parenting tips and caregiving during COVID, as well as just creating healthy habits to make sure we're staying well. And our employee assistance program or our EAP also provides for telecounseling and they even have counseling support through text message. So if an employee needs immediate assistance, they can just reach out through text and get immediate help. And faculty and staff are also able to get an instant gauge on their emotional well-being through a confidential online screening service with our EAP. And there they can rate their mental well-being on a variety of areas and then they're provided with some online tools to help. We also realizing that caregiving can be very stressful, especially when trying to manage work responsibility. And we've seen the stress has been heightened quite a bit because of the pandemic. And so Rollins temporarily amended our leave policies. And so we're offering more flexibility and enhanced benefits to our faculty and staff who might need to care for their family members because of the quarantine or isolation with COVID-19. And our hope is that employees then feel supported and they understand that Rollins cares about their entire selves, not just what they bring to work every day, but that we do care for them as a person. That sounds great. I know that, um, like you mentioned, a lot of people are struggling with um, caregiving duties during this time because of so many um, daycares being closed, schools being closed. So there's definitely been a lot put on people's plates. So it's, it's wonderful to hear um, so many members being able to support their employees with these adjusted leave policies. Yep, um, exactly. Has your campus implemented any, any special activities or programs specifically centered on mindfulness or meditation? 
Yes, um, we do have someone on our campus who she actually presented with me at one of the Coupa HR conferences last year. And she does a great job of doing mindfulness courses or sessions with faculty, staff, and students. So we're trying to get everyone on campus engaged with mindfulness and the importance of it. And Rollins offers mindful meditation, yoga, and Tai Chi classes at no cost. And then for World Mental Health Day, we facilitated a lunch and learn where we shared the benefits of meditation and mindfulness and how it can help the mind and body. And we're building a new student residential housing facility, so new dorm, and they made it a point to include a yoga and meditation room. So we really are trying to make it part of the culture at Rollins and not just a, a quick thing or a, late, a, a trend, but something that we can do ongoing. Our faculty and staff well-being committee also believes in the mindfulness practice, and we've awarded several well-being grants to departments on campus so they can use a meditation app during their team meetings. And the results we've heard have been positive, and the team members have noted that they're more present in situations throughout the day, and they stay focused more while they're performing their tasks. And some have also stated that, that their team dynamic is more positive when they meditate together. And we don't always have control over the projects that pile on the desk, but we do believe that we have the ability to practice mindfulness, to encourage mindfulness with our coworkers, and we try to make sure that we know that it's important that they take care of themselves first because we can't take care of our students, and as HR members, we can't take care of our faculty and staff if we're not taking care of ourselves. What better way to, to live your values than to literally build it into your campus? So, and, and I appreciate so much that, you know, you recognize that and that Rollins College is recognizing that and that's great. Um, so since you did write this um, article for us and you are the director of um, well-being at Rollins, um, what do you think would be your recommendations um, or t any tips and tricks that you have for anybody to get started either personally or professionally with these mindfulness practices? Yeah, I'd say first off, just get started. Um, you just need to make time for yourself. It's worth it. And you don't regret working on your own mental being. You can only get better. And mindfulness is like any other exercise program when you start. So at first you might have a difficult time focusing. It might seem awkward and that's okay. But over time, your brain will get trained um, through the practice. And so you'll quickly start bringing your thoughts back to the exercise. And just like with any other exercise program, you might have good days, you might have bad days, where it could be easier or more difficult. So be sure not to judge yourself. And I also shared some breathing exercises, exercises in the article. Um, box breathing and alternate nose breathing are different exercises that you can do simply. Um, if you, you know, if you're anywhere in your car, you can do it in your office. Um, you can do it at home. Anytime that you just need you know, a break and you need a recharge, you can do box breathing or alternate nose breathing. And box breathing is basically just imagining a box and you're just breathing around the box. So you might start by just inhaling for a count of four and then you hold your breath for a count of four. You exhale for a count of four and then you wait for a count of four and then repeat it. And by doing that, it gets your mind back to your breath 
it slows the heart rate, it slows the blood pressure, and it can help calm you, especially if you're in times of stress. And sensory exercises can also be used to help with anxiety. Um, positive psychology uses the raisin as an example where you're just imagining the different senses and how it applies to an object like a raisin or if you have just a tissue at home. And what you do is you just pay attention to that one specific item for a while and think about how it feels, how it looks, how it smells, how it tastes maybe, and what happens when you touch it, what does it feel like. And concentrating on one thing at a time can help you focus more at the task at hand when you need to. I think that we've gotten so used to multitasking that it's become really hard for us to just stop and focus on that one thing at that one time. But doing exercises like that can help so that you can become more focused. It's interesting to me um, that these mindfulness activities, a lot of them seem almost like hyper-focus, which is almost counterintuitive. It seems like when we're hyper-focused, we can be stressed. But I think maybe by simplifying what we're hyper-focused on, that does help bring us into the present um, and kind of quiet to all the background noise. So yes, thank definitely. you for explaining explaining those um, techniques. So have you had any any feedback from, from staff, faculty, or even students um, on campus regarding these, these wellness initiatives? Yes, we actually even did a survey. Um, we did a study a couple of years ago where we surveyed some different faculty and staff members before we started mindfulness training with them. And then we also did a survey after we spent several weeks with them where we did a mindfulness practice with them at their team meetings. And what we found was that the staff members who did participate were more focused as a result of practicing mindfulness. They felt of a sense of calm. And then since they were doing it in team meetings, they also felt like there was support um, for their well-being before just jumping into all their different topics at the meetings, they all took a moment to just pause, get present before the meeting, and there was more camaraderie, I think, that they were all in it together. I know our department practice did as well, and we would start every morning with just a few minutes of meditation, and what we started to find was on the days that we didn't do it because we didn't fit it in, we were more stressed, we were a little bit more edgy with each other. Um, so we did find that it was important to sometimes just go back to the breath, go back to the meditation. And that's the sense that we've been hearing on campus too. Um, it's gotten the faculty, staff and students calmer, um, more present, and some are just outside maybe, and even just taking it in on a walk, being mindful of their surroundings and just appreciating what they have as opposed to just running throughout their day. Sounds like it's been, you know, well received and hopefully, you know, a lot of institutions can continue to learn from Rollins and, and from other people who are doing similar activities because, you know, it is so important to take care of oneself. Before we close out, do you have any additional closing thoughts that you'd like to share with us? I'd say, um, first off, I know that the term meditation can be off-putting to some just based on maybe what you've thought it might be or what you've, how you've seen it practiced in the past. It's not a religious experience. It's not necessary to have pillows and incense, although that might be helpful for some who practice. But it's just simply the art of 
just being calm, being present, being focused on your breath, and don't be intimidated by it. If, if you can breathe, you can meditate, and it's really important to just pause, take time for yourself throughout the day. Again, like I said, if you, know, you have to put your mask on first, you know, working in HR, I know it has a different connotation these days, but again, we can't help others if we're not helping ourselves. And just immersing mindfulness into your daily routine can help you begin your day with a positive mindset. It can help prioritize your to-do list and it can create a more productive work environment, even if it's just one breath at a time. I do think a lot of people may have some misconceptions about what meditation might actually be. Um, so you're right, it is important to recognize that it may look different for different people, uh, but everybody can exactly. benefit from it. Um, thank you so much, Jennifer, for, for, for being willing to join us today and, and discuss um, your strategies and your expertise on this topic. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks again for having me here.